Hello and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the 1st of November. My name is Ben. I am joined, as always, by Andrew. And, uh, well, losing sucks, doesn't it? Hate losing we, games we, of football. You think you get used to it, um, amount of games we've lost. But, it, to be honest, after the match, I did actually say the same to the... The opposite, of what you've just said, or like I'm getting used to losing now. But then, as the weekend goes on, you like you sit and think, "Oh God, another loss." And then you've got Forest coming up, and I don't think anyone's really going to be expecting much there neither. And you're thinking, "Where does it end, man?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to losing like this. Like, well, okay, there's there's many strands here I want to dive down into, I suppose. But I think the the first place I'm going to start is. It, it is just this is just shaping up to be a really frustrating season. Like one yeah. of the, I was trying to cast my mind back, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to trying really hard to think of a season that we've had that's been as frustrating as what I'm seeing here. You know, the yeah. team, the team is like, it's close to being good, I think, but it's just it's just not there, and we keep losing no. or drawing games that we should win, and that's not a good sign. To be honest. No, I, do you know what? I, I sometimes do this, and I don't know why. I dig into old programs just when I'm sort of got nothing to do because they're all, yeah, they're all scattered around. And, and I picked mm. up a Mickey Adams program, the Mickey Adams season, and we just lost to Middlesbrough two one. And it's Chris Morgan's thoughts, like at the back, and he's saying, "How many games this season have we been the better side, but just considered a soft goal? It's just the story of our season." And it's like I'm not saying it's as bad as Mickey Adams, by the way, because I think <laughs> they were poor players, but. That it does remind me a little bit of that. They were, everyone remembers that Mickey Adams era just being an absolute disaster, which it was. But there were three or four games in there that we lost. I think we drew with Millwall at home after battering them, or lost to Leicester at home after being the better side, and we just threw away stupid goals and didn't take our chances. Like I say, I'm not putting this team alongside that Mickey Adams side by any stretch of the imagination, but. Yeah, they were parallel. So it's parallel to the Robson season where you've got all these expensive flops, basically not. You know, you you feel you always felt like you're on the cusp of something. I felt with Robson in the sense that you thought these players have got to come good. You know, mm. they're, they're too good not to come good, and it never did until until Blackwell came in and took us to whatever he did ninth or whatever. But yeah, I just I think if you take that game in isolation on Saturday, if that were on Sky Sports and it were like neutrals were watching, I think everyone on Twitter the neutrals would be saying, "How oh, did Sheffield United lose that one? Mm. Oh, that's unlucky." And imagine you know. Benjamin Bloom and not the top 20 guys, people who know the championship football will probably say the same, you know, the smash and grab or whatever you want to call it. But we know it's deeper than that because it happens every other week. Yeah, I know. And that's 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 the real frustration in it and just the the pain of watching this team at the minute is I, I still, you know, I, I really think we played well on Saturday. Like that's I think that was one of our better... Certainly, up until Blackpool took the lead, which I think was the 76th minute, I thought we were good for 76 minutes. And, yeah, but, um, you know, the fragility this, is still there. That's it. That's what's so frustrating, is that if they were just rubbish, you could just say, like in the early season, the first game, you said they're just rubbish. You know, yeah. <laughs> The teams are just better than them. To, we're doing the classic thing that like a, a team that gets relegated do, and I'm not saying we're going to get relegated, but of not taking his chances... And conceding just absolute the the goals we're conceding now are just it's just beyond the joke. I think I don't know how I don't know how we're even doing it because every week it's, it's a weird it's the same but different every week if you get what I mean like the same sort of soft goal after being on top and you know we've got quality up front we should be more clinical we should be taking those chances and making better decisions with Enjai uh, Gibbs White and Moose up front or whatever or Sharp when he comes on but we're not. And I think the cycle, psychological, I think we're short <clears throat> psychologically. And I said this like beginning of the season and even the end of last season. I just don't see how this team comes back mentally. We saw after we went 1-0 down, that were it, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they, the referee literally could have blown for full time yeah. after that. Um, there was, I, I went and checked this. There was there was not one single shot from either team after Blackpool took the lead. Like yeah. that, that was it. Nothing else happened for the next uh, 20 minutes, including stoppage time. Uh, that's not good for from us. No. You know, it's great for Blackpool. Happy as Larry with that kind of arrangement. But um, yeah, really, really, that last fifteen minutes was pretty pathetic, to be honest. But I thought really, that—that's the biggest worry. That hmm. last, I think, that just shows the, the the fragile nature of this entire team. I came out and I said as like as a as a joke, but it is true that they're a team of losers. And, and you know, I don't mean that like it to, to just be needlessly harsh. 
But that's what they are because they've lost so many games. And I think you go 1-0 down in a game. Billy Sharp said this when we played Millwall. He said, we just can't handle going behind. Well, we're going to have to because we're going to go behind a lot because we can't defend. The thing that bothers me is that we actually did defend well in this game, I thought. Overall, yeah. yeah I did we... think Medine, to be fair, I did think Medine won a few flick-ons, but there were no one around him. I thought Medine led the line pretty well for them. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is his game, isn't it? That, yeah. You know, I didn't. I don't think we were ever going to stop that. But Blackpool had five shots in the whole game, and only three of them were inside the box. Uh, the the closest shot they had was around the penalty spot, which was actually a header from Medine in the first half that went well yeah. wide. So I'd look at that and be like, you know, because beforehand we said Blackpool decent team, you know, solid mid table yeah. team. Yeah. Not going to be a um, not going to be a walkover like uh, like Peterborough were, like uh, Hull, for example. Nothing, not in not in the realm of those teams at all. Held them to just five shots. They barely had a chance in the game. But we've always got that one yeah. dreadful moment in us, and something you you have that plus a few weird things as well, like the Millwall game where they, they score from a cross and all this, and it just adds into a bad combination where we're going to need two goals to win every game and I, we, I, I think we do have that in us we didn't have it on Saturday we should have had it on Saturday yeah. but um, yeah that's that's why we're going to finish mid-table at the moment that's to be honest. it and, and, and I don't think we're going to get caught into a relegation strap or anything like that I do think we're fairly lucky that this league is that bad that I don't think that is a genuine worry at all uh, at the other end I just I, I think Saturday was the day for me and I hope more than anything that I'm going to be saying what a knee-jerk that were at the end of the season. Saturday for me was probably the, the day where I felt the door of any sort of Oprah playoffs would close. Not in terms of points. I know there's loads of games left. Just in terms of this team. I don't see how this team goes on a run without a massive change of personnel, which is not going to happen. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I think our last five games are win-loss, 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 right? Or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is just as it all. Yes, that is exactly what we are. We are... I I don't like I say I think we'll have enough to beat the the really poor sides. I don't think we'll have enough to beat as 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 many as the better sides as we need to. We're always going to have those games like we had against Blackpool all season because that's the team that then to, to uh, paraphrase Mr. Adkins, they're not sticking it in one end and keeping it out the other. So <laughs> yeah, the, the truly good teams don't have to worry about the one defensive lapse every game. But we're not a truly no. good team, are we? We we. No. And this is a bit of a dilemma. We we have to become harder to beat, but I, at the same time, I don't want to sacrifice what I see going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like we spent a lot of the last season trying to become hard to beat or trying to be hard to beat, mm. and we had absolutely no threat whatsoever. And I, I do enjoy watching the team attack. I really enjoy watching <laughs> and Jai Gibbs White and the rest. You know, play nice football in the penalty yeah. box and carve out good chances. I actually felt those three up from uh, Gibbs White, Njai and Muse were on mm. such a different level technically to pretty much the rest of the team or rest of the people on that pitch in terms mm. of just the touches and the and the movement and stuff. And Gibbs White, you know, at the very end, Gibbs White put a, that ship in which went straight to their keeper and got a few boos. That's not his fault. That is him being on a different wavelength yeah. to the other people on the pitch. That was the right thing to do, just try something inventive. Not you know a side to side pass or anything like that. That's that's the sort of things that I'm, I'm absolutely happy with him doing. I, I've seen people say like he tries too much or enjoy he tries too much, but they got to because of their own Keep trying everything, please. Keep trying everything because the, the only fair, the the opposite of that is doing a short sideways pass, a la Fleck and Norwood for the majority of the season. Yeah, because that worked so well for the last fifty games, didn't it? So exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I was going to start the podcast with this, like framing it sort of this way. What, what would you say to the team after at full time, like in terms of trying to improve for the next game? Like, what would be your at, at full time? And I'd probably say, get out of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> um, like trying to find a sort of like, all right, you know, these are the good things, but here's the things that we actually need to change. Yeah. Well, Going this is forward. where my sort of despair comes in because I don't know. I don't think you can. I keep people talking about tactics. Go for it at the back. Do this. Do that. And I don't. I think it. I think it's almost one hundred percent mental. They're not yeah. brilliant players by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just ingrained in them to lose. And I think they go one 0 behind, and they can't. They're just not strong enough mentally as a collective. I actually think 
these players, and I'm talking Baldock, Stevens, Egan, Norwood, Fleck, probably need to move away from this club as much as we need them to move away, if you know what I mean. Uh, I think they could still be good players at this level, but not here right now, because I think the the overall mood and the overall mentality of the club is a losing one. Yeah, I don't know how you, ch- I don't know how you change that. I don't either, and that is the the problem, really. Isn't it? I don't, it, you know, I'm kind of conscious. This sounds a bit like sort of passing the book for the manager, almost of like, what, yeah. what is he supposed to do? Obviously, this is his responsibility. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what you, I don't know what you could say after that game of like, just don't, don't defend the goal the way you defended the goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also, don't, don't switch off and can once. you uh, kick it in their net when you have a good chance, please? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, people say we overplay it and stuff. I, I don't even know if we do. We created good opportunities. We got into really good positions. We should have should have had at least three goals on another day. But we keep saying it, and this is the thing. If you, like I said, if it's a one-off match, and I said this about Millwall, you watch it and you think, right, that's just a one-off game. Or even Barnsley, where we were three 0 up and they got back into it. A neutral watching that, I probably think. Yeah, they just sort of switched off because they had the game won. They can't keep. It's not. It's there's not. It's not luck anymore to why we were losing these games. There, there is more to it. And for me, I could be wrong. I think it's psychological, and I don't see how you change that without without changing the the, the playing staff. And as you said, the manager does have to take criticism. I'm not gonna, I'm not one of these people. He's got to go. Like I see it on Twitter this way or anything like that. But he has he has got to take. You know, the this team is is woefully underperforming. Yeah, exactly. It's on him to get the players playing better for sure. I just, uh, I just, there's a few of them. I think we're just carrying too many players. Where I don't, mm. I don't see that they will improve. Like that, it's it feels to me as an outsider to the that process mm. that they they don't have a level to improve no, back I to. And I think they've peaked. I think they probably know they've peaked. I am that the, the season where people keep saying, "Well, oh, Wilder got a tune out of him and all this sort of stuff." And yeah, he did. I think there's a difference again mentality-wise. Is that we were on, we were a, a feel-good club for when Wilder came in, went up from League One, good first season in the Championship. And I think you know you think about that Brentford game uh, at home with two 0 and we're diving into tackle. That that we won that game out of pure hunger and pure spirit, and that is just not there. And whether you blame the manager for that or you blame the players for. I don't want to question the players' professionalism because I think they do try. I don't. Has the hunger gone a little bit? I, d- I don't know. Yeah, especially when it's you know quite a few of those players from that game, for example, Brentford are still mm. here, aren't they? But I guess yeah. that's yeah. I guess to an extent that's part of the problem. But um, yeah, I think you know injury to players like Bogle and, and Berger. Not to say they would automatically be the answer, but it would really help having meaningful options to change these yeah. players that I I really do feel are underperforming. I, I don't yeah. want to bang on about Norwood and Baldock again, but I'm really struggling with those two. Like, I think that's the worst I've ever seen Baldock play for United. I, I think it was that. I, I, when I, I do my own little player ratings in my own head, and I never really go below a four, but I, in my own head I get him a three. I thought he were atrocious, yeah. and I've never seen him play like that. And is it, is it look? His, his commitment was still there. He was one of the only people on the pitch clapping the fans after. Nothing. I think as a professional, he's, he's superb, and he's someone who leads by example by that in terms of his work rate. But he's having a really, really bad season. Yeah, I just think I just keep thinking like, what are you? What are you actually bringing to the team right now? You know, mm. you're not you're not playing dreadfully week after week. You're not like actively harming us, but. No. Like, what's the value? I mean, like in uh, not to go off too much uh, off piece too much here, but like in in NFL they have this concept of like the replacement level player, which is basically yeah. you know just just the league average player that you can sign for peanuts essentially mm-hmm. and just plug him into your team, and that's kind of where I feel Bulldogs' level is at the moment. It's yeah. like you can well, just well, play think... anyone at right back at the minute, any like yeah. any any right back from the top so uh, from the. Championship or League One would probably give us about what he's given. I thought the Blackpool right back Gabriel was absolutely phenomenal. Actually, I thought he mm. had a fantastic game. Um, looked like Callum Robinson as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and think the, the, what you've hit there is nail on the head. We have box standard Championship players throughout the team. Stevens is not. Mm. I don't know if he's performed above a five out of ten since he's come back or a six out of ten since he's come back. Egan's playing like a box standard Championship player. Mm. No one on flat we've got it on before. 
Osborne's been really, really good for his had a poor game. I think I still think you're asking a lot if you want Osborne to be one of your main attacking threats. And then you've got McBurney, Brewster. It's just it's just a mess. It's a complete mess. I actually said on S2 yesterday that we've got up to the it were a miracle we went up to the Premier League in the first place. Everything went for us in the sense that we had this fantastic manager, brilliant system, these players who'd never done this before. And everything about it was just fantastic. It was almost like a once-in-a-lifetime thing for that group to go up. And I just feel like we've completely squandered it. We've, n- we've not done a Norwich and banked the money. We've not done a Villa and signed proper quality. We've not improved any sort of training facilities. And we've given massive contracts for, for our budget to people who have completely peaked and will never get back to that level again. And that's not including before we go into the, the appalling signings. Yeah. Not not great, is it? It's, this is what, you know, and, and look, this does happen. But what's frustrating is Sunderland went down, and you look at that and you think, "Wow, oh my!" The, some of the players they sign on like fifty grand a week. We didn't do that. We weren't stupid with the money. Mm. In theory, it makes sense to buy up and coming Championship players. Then when you go down, you know, and it's just not worked because there's too many people. I don't know if they, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say the coast, and I think it's easy to say they don't try because I do think they try. But I think as a collective, it needed. It needed breaking up in pre-season, and it didn't happen. So we've wasted a season this season. Yeah, it, it does. So it's starting to feel that way a little bit. And you know, January is never a good time to uh, dip into the transfer market, particularly. But I think we have to. Like, we we have to be signing players for the following season. That's in it. January. Can't forget loans. I mean, I know we ain't got, I know there's no money. And people say there's no money going in, and I get that. For me, the season now, it, I mean, like I said, you can't write off. It's a championship, who knows? And I'm, but I, I'm talking what my you know, what my brain's telling me and what I've seen, and logically speaking, we're not going to go up. So just try and get as many of these players off the books. If we have to take massive cuts for you know certain players, do it, because this needs to change. This needs, what's it, a, a revolution, not evolution. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Blimey, this is uh, some strong words after... It is, yeah. But... No, not, this it seems bad because, you know, we played but we played well, as you said. Yeah. We were unlucky. But it keeps happening, and it, and it keeps happening. And the frailties are there every single week for everyone to say. Yeah, and I should say, if anyone didn't listen to uh, the last episode, we were not super high after a win either, were we? No. At uh, Barnsley, not because... Old. Of, of the things we're saying here is like you know that that Barnsley game fit the pattern of the season. This game, to an extent, fit the pattern of the season as well. Um, yeah, yes, in a in a vacuum, we win that game probably nine times out of ten. You know, if you play it exactly like that. But there's just so many now that we're just stringing together. Um, and yeah, every every win is more. Excuse me, every defeat or you know last minute concession to chuck away two points is just damaging our prospects this season and probably the overall picture of this side, mm. I suppose. So, And the thing is, whatever you think, and this is where, again, you could possibly put blame on the manager, is that they should be doing better. They, whatever mm. you think of these players, whatever you think of, oh, he's not as good as he was and he's not this and, you know, he he's getting too much money and he wasn't worth that fee or whatever, they are better than, where are we, 18th? Uh, to be honest, I haven't looked. Just yeah, so I say 18th, 17th. They should... They, the, the wages and everything that they're on, and I know we don't always work like that. It, it's yeah, it's it's not good enough at all to be whatever you think of these players and whether they've gone or not. And I don't think they're good enough for top six. I certainly think they should be doing better than they are. Yeah, the baseline for this team is probably higher than we're seeing at the moment. I think, isn't it? So you'd have to say, yeah. you'd have to say this is an underperforming team and getting kind of carried a little bit by the attack. Yeah, completely is. Yeah, it's completely is. is uh, I mean, if N Giant had come through and Morgan Gibbs why, I think you would be thinking, well, mm. over his shoulder here. Certainly would, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, just for anyone who's uh, thinking the obvious, we're nine points off relegation. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're close to the playoffs. Uh, yes, we are. Weird. So weird. Yeah, like I said, I'm not saying we're going down. I don't, I don't think we will. I think it's an t- awful division. I think one of the teams has already gone anyway in Derby, so that's one player's gone. And I think well we'll have enough to to beat the the really really poor teams as we've seen with Barnsley and Peter and Hull. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I think the issue is we're just not going to be not at the other end, and and we should be at least challenging for the playoffs or at least top ten. Mm. Uh, this is 
This is why I said losing sucks at the start, because if we'd taken our chances in this game and yeah. won 2-0, 2 one we'd be, we would be, uh, what would we be on? We'd be 21 points, we'd be, yeah, we'd be top 10, uh, or, or leveled on 10th on, on goal difference, I should say, and yeah. uh, we'd be feeling pretty good about ourselves. So in the, the sort of context of that, are we overreacting here to one win, I hope so. uh, one defeat? I, I... I really, really hope so. I hope, you know, we win the next two and you're thinking, well, what are we talking about? I suppose, like I say, from the neutral's point of view, if you try and take the emotion out of it, you could say, oh, it's coming together. You know, the, the, I think we're fourth in the expected goals league hmm. I saw this morning and, you know, it's obviously going to click. I think the problem from from our fans' point of view in what we've seen is not just this season. I think if this season had just started and, I don't know, we'd come off the back of a 10th place last season, you could sort of think, oh, yeah, I could see what, you know, things are going... But because we saw the mental fragility of the team last season and the goals we conceded last season, and that's not improved at all. And as much as, like, you know, you can... Like we've said, like, you kind of has to maybe answer a few questions. Three managers now have tried to sort this team out. All right, two of them were in the Premier League, but they've been appalling for 18 months. So I don't see how it just suddenly clicks... Yeah, no, me neither. Hopefully, will. Uh, as to whether we're overreacting, I don't think we are. To be honest, um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, as we kind of said, this is just uh, this game just fits the pattern of what we've seen, which is I really like our attack. I like watching yeah. us go forward. I think we play some really nice football on Saturday. We create some brilliant chances. I mean, I'll, I'll get into a few of them in a moment. Um, finishing absolutely let us down, which has been a bit of a theme through the season as well. But I'd rather be missing chances than not having chances yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the less said about our uh, ability to concede a daft goal, the better, I suppose. But we'll, we, will, <laughs> we will get on to that. Um, yeah, the, that front three, Gibbs-White comes back in and uh, Moose and Jai Gibbs-White is a, is a spicy forward line. That it was... is. I was excited by that. I mm. really was. And to be honest, I was excited from what I saw, I have to admit. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I think it lived up to the billing. I mean, I'm fully on board with. Uh, I think it was, it was Liam actually put, put this to us. I think before the before the game, with, with, if you could only get a half out of Musa, would you want the first half or would you want the second half? <laughs> yeah, I think it's an interesting yeah. premise. I think I would always want the first half, just then because you might bring him on in the second half and he just gets injured anyway, and then you've yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've wasted yeah. it. I say I saw the winning on Musa. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I didn't know um, after the game. Just saying his professional football is ridiculous that he can't complete ninety minutes, and it is when you you know we just sort of accept it that oh yeah Musa is not going to last, but it's just like you are that you, you're doing your job. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, I mean it is ridiculous. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to repeat what you just said, I guess. But <laughs> it, it is ridiculous, but that is also the reality. Like, it's that's yeah. not going to change. The, I mean, we're, you know, what's the what's the suggestion, the solution there? Just just don't play him at all. <laughs> you know, just, he just release him. He dies on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say because he made it to what do we make? Seventy minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, seventy-four minutes. minutes. Think he probably should have come off ten minutes earlier. Yeah, he's gone. I saw McGoldrick warming up, and I thought well, it's going to be Moose. I thought I'm not sure about this because he's not really a, a central striker. You know, McGold. Then Osborne came off like, whoa, Moose is having a an extra ten minutes. <laughs> Cross my mind is this is today the day where he gets he, his ninety. He just has to play. Like I mean, it just just basically sits down for the last ten. Yeah, in the centre circle. They were a bit weird. Weren't even injured, and he was just like. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going home. Um, but yeah, spicy front three, or, or three of a front four, I suppose. Um, and I, I think it. there's been loads of times where I've, I've seen us pick a, an attack in the last 18 months, I guess, and been like, oh, yes, this is the one. This is what I want to see. And then it just completely dies on its backside. You know, the amount of times I got excited about, like, you know, Bernie McGoldrick behind Brewster or something like that, and just saw absolutely nothing. Whereas this, for pretty much the whole game, but well, the, the seventy minutes or so that they were on the pitch yeah, together, yeah. I suppose, very, very nice indeed. And yeah. uh, the only thing that was lacking was a finish. But I mean, between the three of them, they must have had five really good chances. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm just running through them now here, and and Jai got in on goal quite early on, but. Um, I think it might have been Keogh, managed to get a good recovery tackle in. Muse pulled one wide inside the box from a good position. Uh, and Jai had a goal disallowed for offside, which I is interesting. Have you seen this back? I have seen it back. 
I can't work it out, to be honest. I'm sure, I mean, the fact that no one's gone on about it, I've just sort of taken yeah, that it was offside. But, yeah, it's it's hard to, to look at on the replays that I've seen. I think, so we play a short corner and it, it gets swung in eventually. I don't think it's Njai offside, is it? I think he is stood in an offside position oh, from right. the initial cross. Right. Then it does look like the defender heads it into him. Uh, like, as in, he, the defender flicks it on. So he probably it probably would still count as offside because of the he was offside from the initial cross, even though he wasn't actually anywhere near the ball. But anyway, uh, the ball goes in and the flag goes up. And Jai with uh, excuse me gives right the phenomenal through ball to Jai to put yeah. him in on goal after yeah. this. Oh. And he, I mean, I, I watched this five or six times on the replay. Cause it's just like, oh, that was. Just very, very nice from Kim White. It's so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, and Jai runs in and first times it just wide. Such a good chance. Um, I know he's not scored since his debut in Jai, but he's just so clearly good. I mean, this is the thing. Mm. Like, Show me the player who is better than him that should be playing instead. Well, do you know, and then, and I hate saying this because with some legends here, if, if you said to me, Right, the entire team is up for sale, they've announced. He's probably the only one that I'd be like, ooh, not sure about that, we need to keep hold of him. <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely be on the shortlist, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the second half, I mean, what a statement of intent coming out of from half-time. I... That first 10 minutes of the second half, I thought we were fantastic. Arguably the best we've played all season, including the Peterborough game, for that, that little spell. It was, a, I mean, yeah, 10, 15 minutes. It was an absolute barrage. I mean, we could have scored three or four times in about 10 yeah. minutes after halftime. I mean, we had a, Gibbs White has a shot on target. With I, I looked at it, straight away, I looked at the clock. It's 10 seconds into the half. Yeah. And, um, you know, right from kickoff, played a sort of good ping to the right. I think it is Baldock puts in a good mm. cross, and then uh, Gibbs White yeah. first times it. Um, a pretty comfortable save for the goalkeeper. But, uh, yeah, a statement of intent. And then... Um, Grimshaw, the Blackpool keeper, made a fantastic save off Gibbs White. I, I really thought this was a goal. Did you? Uh, uh... I did. I, I, wrote, I cheered. I, I like, come on, uh, what? As if. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Gibbs White's running off as well. Yeah, he uh, it gets sort of pulled back to him on the penalty spot, and first times it kind of outside of the foot, but it's one of them you just think it's a guaranteed goal, mm, and it's a brilliant save. Yeah. Well, one of the better saves I've seen at the lane this season, actually. Yeah. Um, it pushes that away. Then Mousse hits the bar from about 12 yards. Good strike, I thought. You know, the ball sort yeah, of under right. a little bit. Just blast it. Just get it. Yeah, I think he... And again, you know, another day he goes in. He hits the bar. But that's probably our last real chance. We had a couple uh, that were well blocked, weren't we? When McGoldrick came on, he, he had quite a hard first-time shot inside yeah, the that, that area. Yeah, that will probably go in, in, yeah. Yeah, and I think there was another one very similar I to, to that. I say as well, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure about that substitution of Osborne going off McGoldrick coming on, on the left wing. We ended up playing something like 4-1-5. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you... I, I was going to get onto this, actually, so I'm, I'm glad you've raised this, uh, because they shortly after this, um, I guess, 76 minutes, they take the lead... And as I said, we were pretty pathetic after that and did nothing. But I think you could make a case that the subs harmed us as well. And I know that some are necessary because, you know, Moussa can't last that long. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what... So this is what happens. So 63 minutes, McGoldrick comes on for Osborne. Kind of a straight swap there, isn't it, in terms of position-wise? Yeah. In yeah. theory, anyway. Um, but I don't know if it was in practice. I felt like McGoldrick was... I don't know. I felt like he was too deep at times. I don't. I mean, it was a limited amount of time that he was able to. Yeah, do it, it, did, it didn't work at all. I, I, I just felt we were all over the place after that substitution. I, I know we haven't got any straight swap, if you like, for for Osborne. I don't really know. The only other thing you could have done is possibly put Norrington and Davis on going, but I wouldn't have wanted to see that neither. So, but and Osborne didn't have a great game. But again, I suppose it just shows the lack of options. And I suppose this is where the argument comes in where. Should be playing these tactics if we don't have the place to do it, but yeah, yeah, quite. Um, yeah, then seventy-four minutes sharp comes on for Muse, which is all right, fine. You know that's 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 Muse's time. He's up. Yeah, yeah. Sharp barely touched the ball. I thought like no. you know, a couple of fouls, yeah. but not involved at all. Uh, they take the lead. We get to in a second or come back to, I should say, and then McBurney comes on for Fleck with nine minutes to go. Did McBurney touch the ball like, apart from he, with his head a couple of times? I think he won his first header, and I think that was it. And I mean that. I, I, I can't think 
of another thing that he did. And it's easy. People have... Uh, I, you know, I'm loath to do this, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> when you compare him to Medine, for instance, who was not fantastic for, for Blackpool, he did well, but he's still a handful. He wins flick-ons, he does stuff. And you look at him at Burnie and, he, and you're thinking, what, what are you giving us? It's a big shrug, isn't it? I'm not going to go in on someone after nine minutes in no. this game, but it's just like, you know, thanks for coming. I mean... Yeah, and that and some of this is on the manager because that's Fleck going off. You take, you sacrifice the midfielder uh, to put another striker on. Yeah, and yeah, nothing, nothing happened to not get a single shot after that. That final thirty minutes, whatever it was, I thought were were just unacceptable. To be honest, you should be peppering that goal. You should, you know, it's Blackpool at home. No offense to Blackpool, they're probably going to finish mid-table. You've got to be at least putting him under pressure. At the end, yeah. we should have been, you know, at least having a corner with the keeper up. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like, look at Barnsley last week. They, they've got to 3 2. They didn't create anything against it. But they had that shot at the end, that header at the end that went well wide. We did nothing. I just, I just I've never. And this is where the mentality comes in. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a lack of leaders or whatever. I mean, this should be like captains throughout the team, really. Look at Sharp, Egan, and, and Norwood have all captained this club before. But. I don't know. It just need. It just seems to need somebody there to. They just feel so sorry for themselves. Yeah, you're right. We we should have been peppering them in the last fifteen minutes. I mean, you know, we spent seventy minutes looking vastly better than them. You know, so that with all respect to Blackpool, who I do think are a decent team and were coming into the game, but it was pretty clear that we were much better than them on the day. I think, and yet, yeah, here we are because of one incident where we just. Defend like idiots, basically. For the you know, I don't know who's to blame. My first thing is it's Egan's fault. I think it's Egan. Yeah, but I've Bergen blame is fantastic on us too. Put a thing in and saying if we are play, it depends. If we're playing the high line, then yeah, it's Egan's fault. But who's to say? It's, it, you know, we weren't supposed to push up at that moment. It's interesting that the Blackpool manager after said that they'd worked on that when the ball goes back to the keeper, uh, like as a, in a fast instance as it did. Hmm. And they've got players up front to just to woof it up. He said well, that, that was something that they talked about. And you might think, oh, yeah, whatever. But I can see it because it, it works. It happened, how many times have we been caught out with that ball over the top in the past three seasons? I guess. I don't know. This one seems to stand alone a little bit. It wasn't exactly a long pass, was it? I mean, the keeper's, just, no, keeper's no, under pressure, it. just whacks it, it forward. But at the same time, you probably are, the keeper's probably thinking, I'm just going to woof this up because the, yeah, it's just. Such a joke goal again. I mean, a great finish from the guy, to be fair. But it's a great finish. It's not a good chance. That's the thing. Like, I mean, no. it's, a, it's just it's a good situation because the keeper wellies it forward. Egan is uh, playing Anderson offside. Although there's you know there's a couple of other players there who are they're coming back from a probable offside position, but they might well be onside as well, to be honest. And uh, yeah, Anderson's running in. I don't think Davies defends it well. He's he sort of goes back with him, but then. He no. runs so far past Anderson when he stops, like, and then Anderson's got like eight yards of space. Like, there's no one anywhere near him. Yeah. And as you say, it's a great finish into the top corner. There's really, there's really not much Olsen could do about it. And I, I wonder yeah. if he's starting to feel a bit, um, I don't know, <laughs> a bit snake bit as well. Of like, what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know yeah. another another clean sheet gone up in smoke. That's not really anything to do with him. He's definitely had some hairy moments while he's. Uh, while he's been playing in goal for us. But he has also conceded some very good finishes. He has, he um, has, yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, and it must be difficult for him because that defence is awful and there's no getting away from it. As you said, we defended well, for, but this is what bad defences do. Hmm. Defend well for 85 minutes or whatever and then just let in a, in a stupid goal, which they do every single week. And this is what is so annoying is... Oh, you could just get older and strangle them. It's just like... <laughs> like it's because, like... The goals are, are fabulous finishes and stuff like that, but most of the time the situations we should never be in. And you know, you're international players. There's, they've got yeah. two international players at the back four there. One guy who plays for Liverpool and another guy who apparently getting five million pound bids from Celtic, and we're letting in those sort of goals. Oh, it's just unforgivable. I think that's a really good way of putting it. It's, it's situations that we shouldn't be in. Like we shouldn't have a guy in on goal from a goalkeeper making a rushed clearance. No, that that should not happen. It doesn't happen for us. And these no. they've, they've got Keo at the back, right? Yeah. He's not like laughing before. Guys, you know, he's a, and I, I think he's what bog standard championship at best, Richard mm. Keogh. 
he didn't give anything away like that. I've none of the other sides of Jake Cooper's had an appalling season by all accounts for Millwall, but they defended well. They didn't have a you know a ball over the top. That I can't think of a, a, a poor goal that we scored this season. Mm, yeah, you put me on the spot. I can't. Uh, nothing. So I'm right, sure there's Hull, a couple. Hull, but... actually, hold Egan's goals against Hull were terrible defending from oh, all. That was but, pretty hilarious, yeah. but yeah, the rest of them, you know, it, I, the amount of chances teams get from punts over the top. I just it just baffles me. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, as we said, once once uh, Blackpool took the lead, that was essentially the end of the game. Nothing else of of yeah. note happened apart from increasingly irate crowd, uh, which is pretty understandable to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I I left it full time thinking part of me thinking I can't believe we've lost that, but the other part thinking. Sort of can believe it, really, because yeah. I've seen it quite a few times now. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bummer, mate, because I think this team is is close to being something pretty good. Like, not not top echelon. You know, you look at, um, you know, teams like Fulham and Bournemouth are just sweeping yeah. teams yeah. aside every um, every week. And I know I'm, I'm cherry-picking literally the best two teams in the league. There, I think obviously. that's the frustrating thing, though, as well. I don't think this division will ever be as weak as this again for, for a few years at least. Yeah, maybe. You, you think about the teams coming down, like, you know, Norwich are always going to be good. Newcastle might come down and <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> it's true, uh, like, if Burnley come down, I, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know. It's just really frustrating. Like I said, I've not been that low about United for a long time, and it wasn't necessarily the performance. It was just a sort of whole, God, we need, you know, we need we need to refresh, and, and I don't see how we can do it. Yeah, January uh January is still a long way away. But um, I don't know. I think I think there's enough here. I mean, look, we I think we are just going to continue to win lose win lose win lose basically. Yeah. Um yeah. and so some weeks we're going to feel pretty good and go, "Hey, look, we're only 3 points off the playoffs." Yeah. And other weeks we're going to spend 37 minutes talking about how <laughs> everything's terrible and uh, we need to get rid of everyone. And uh, we're doomed. <laughs> yeah, like I say, the performance as a, a individual, I'm happy with that. And this sounds ridiculous considering how much I've gone in on him, because the but it's it is all it's the same. It's just the same thing all the time. The holes are still there. Like, yeah, or the cracks, if you like. They they've not as well as I thought we played. And you know, I could probably say this about other games. I think we've played well in as well. The deficiencies are still present. It's just. We were we were good enough at the stuff we are good at to overcome our own deficiencies, but mm. we're not we're not going to be able to do that every single game. I no. don't think. And no, no, yeah, yeah, and I, I think so. It, it sort of comes down to we need to replace those deficiencies or remove those deficiencies if we're going to go anywhere. We can't keep relying on the good stuff to outweigh the bad because the bad stuff is just present every single game. And occasionally... Yeah, it's too bad. We're not clinical enough and we're not... And we obviously, we're, we're awful in defence. So hmm. it's a terrible combination. <laughs> yeah, I can't work out if I just said like the most inarticulate, obvious thing ever, but I hope it, it made sense in my own head. So I yeah, hope... I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we're not good enough to get by. We can't outscore teams, basically. Yeah, that's, that's a good shorthand, yeah. Our... Uh... Yeah, we basically our weak points are, are going to drag us down because we're not good enough to completely overcome them. We'll overcome them some weeks, but yeah, yeah, we will also have game, games like this. We'll have games like Millwall, games like Preston where we should have put them away. Like maybe Huddersfield's a bad example because we were in a, a pretty bad spot and bad bad sort of uh, setup and team at that point altogether. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's not enjoyable to lose games like this. I say losing losing stinks, but um, there's some. Some positives to take out of that. Yeah, I think you could look at the video back and say that were good, that were good, that were good. I, again, I think it's mentality, and that, that's, yeah. that's the difficult things. So I don't, you can't change that without winning games, and we're not winning enough games in a row. Yeah, indeed. Well, I went and looked at the Blackpool version of the highlights of the game on YouTube because I wanted to get a proper pic. I hope to get a proper picture of what mm. happened with the um, with the goal and. That is pretty much their only highlight on their own highlights of them attacking yeah. is that and one twenty-five yarder that uh, Olsen tipped over. I yeah. should say actually, I missed it earlier, but um, I thought that was a really good save from Olsen in the first half. You know, from the free kick, it was. That was a really good save that because he's going. You're expecting someone to touch it, so he has to dive late. Someone behind me, people going, um, 
Oh, he always makes a meal of it. Well, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he barely makes a save every game because we faced so few shots and, you know, the ones we do face tend to go in, it seems like. But, yeah, I can only think of him making, like, two notable saves so far in his career. I think Preston was the other yeah, one. Where he, there uh... was one where he saved in the second half. I'm pretty sure that was going wide. Do you know when he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking at the replay. I think that's going wide anyway. But, yeah, I don't think you can blame Olsen. I think he did a decent punch in the, in the second half as well. As you said, you know, he must be looking in front of him and thinking, what, I've swapped Rome for this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I actually... Thought I clocked him in the park yesterday, and then I think it was just Ooh. someone that looked a bit like him uh, with his. I thought it was him out with his kid, but he had his like hood pulled up, and he was looking a bit grumpy. So that was what made me think it was him. <laughs> but then I had, yeah. a, I had a quick Google and was like, mm, "No, I don't think it's him actually." No, but, it's not him. Yeah, it, it was. It was the gloomy face that made me think. I wonder if that's <laughs> anyway, uh, let's have a very quick break, and then we'll we'll just finish off this episode by talking about Forest, who we play tomorrow night. So we will be back after this break. Security and speed are two of the things I prioritize when I'm online, which is why I am using NordPass as my password manager. This is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, who are also a friend of the podcast, of course, as used by more than 14 million users worldwide. NordPass is everything I am looking for in a password manager. It stores all my passwords in one place, accessible with a single master password, and it can generate new ultra-secure passwords at the click of a button. The NordPass autofill feature also helps me log in quicker to whatever site or account I am using. Basically, NordPass boosts my online security and also makes using the internet easier. Never again do I need to spend ages trying to remember a password or faff around trying to reset one, which, to be honest, I think I used to spend quite a worrying amount of my free time doing. Uh, NordPass is offering a great deal this month to BladesPod listeners. You get 50% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash bladespod. So that's N-O-R-D-Pass dot com slash blazepod or just use the promo code bladespod when you sign up that's 50% off plus an additional month absolutely free head to nordpass.com slash bladespod now and boost your own online security thank you now back to the podcast and we're back and uh yeah let's <laughs> let's try and pick up the mood then after a very gloomy 35 minutes or so talking about this weekend's game uh we've got forest tomorrow night and um <laughs> I'm not very confident about this game. I've not been so sure of a loss since the West Brom game um, earlier in the season. Let's hope <laughs> it doesn't end up in the same way. I don't think it'll go like that, but yeah. Uh, so Steve Cooper is their manager. He took over, I believe I've got these dates right, he took over in late September. So they've since, they've drawn with Millwall, who beat us, they won 3 0 at Birmingham, who beat us. Mm. They beat Blackpool, who beat us. Mm. Um, did it get smashed by Fulham? But they've got 14 points from a possible 21, I believe, since Cooper stuck yeah, up. Yeah, doing really over. well. Yeah, yeah, since he's come in, definitely. Yeah, ominous. Just not. Yeah, sorry, carry on. No, no, that was it. That was my, my last word on that was uh, ominous. Yeah, I'm not confident at all. I don't think we've got the mentality to go away at teams who aren't absolutely awful and get a win to be completely honest I just don't I just don't see it I, I, I hope I'm wrong I hope we're doing this Wednesday morning I'm like going, oh my god yeah can't believe we pulled that off I just I, I sort of like thinking about the game and stuff and I, I just don't think we're strong enough to, to, to go to someone who I don't know mid-table or decent championship team and, and pull off a result yeah I think they are they are pretty decent I mean not just those results they're their defence has been surprisingly good because they obviously had a terrible start to the season. That's yeah, why Cooper yeah. is now their manager. Although, I th- who was their previous manager? Yeah, it, was, uh, it was Hewitt, was it? Yeah, Chris Hewitt, yeah. But Forrest get through, I was going to say Lamucci. Forrest get through managers so blooming quick. In I fact, think he's literally won a season, yeah. I think it's more usually, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like two a yeah. season. But, um, yeah, so they, they obviously had a bad start. And I, I really uh, do feel they've traded up there. Um, getting Cooper in to replace Hewton, to be honest. Um, I think Hewton's stock has uh, taken a bit of a nosedive in the last yeah, four or five yeah. years or so. Um, and Cooper is a, is a man on the up, and, and he is uh, certainly turning things around at Forest. Um, surprisingly good defence this season. The fifth lowest open play XG against, and bottom ten for shots allowed. They have been really poor defending set pieces, though. Um, the fourth highest set play XG allowed. 
not that that should worry them too much, I suppose. Um, they're not yeah. really a pressing team, which is my... This is the thing I just check before every every opponent now. Like, how much do they press? Because that's uh, Kryptonite, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's like a bottom 10 pressing team. So well, that's, that's good. That's yeah. a relief. Might have one, though. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess the sort of caveat is you sort of have to read some of this with a pinch of salt because they've already changed manager. So it may be that some yeah, of those numbers yeah, yeah. would have skewed massively in completely yeah. different directions if they continued on that same path. Um, question for you. Why do so many of our squad have forest connections? Uh, is it, I don't know, Wilder lives quite clearly, likes his northern players. <laughs> I mean, should should we field an all-ex-forest lineup here that would include Ben Osborne, Jack Robinson, David McGoldrick, Billy Sharp, Adeline Guadiora, Ollie Burke and Luke Freeman? Probably not. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think. I mean, that that's actually that'd be the final insult. I like if he just says, like, do you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to put all the ex-Forest players in. <laughs> yeah. Just hope for the best. Yeah. Well, you you play all them, and then Gibbs White, who already has a goal against them this season, in the uh, I believe in the league. Oh Cup, yeah, you're right. For yeah, for Wolves. Yeah. 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 It's. I don't know if if, <laughs> if I'm trying to read too much into this, but that list of players I rattled off there. There's only Sharp and McGoldrick and Osborne, I suppose, this season that are actually significant players for us, and everyone else yeah. has been either a I do total think flop Sharp or will play, actually, because I can't see Musa playing twice in whatever it is, three days. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. So, and I imagine Sharp's still, you know, the 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 next the next one in line, if you like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think he'll he'll probably play. I think it'll be pretty much the same team because I don't really know what you can do. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wonder if you're a Forest fan if you look at our lineup on. Tuesday and be like, why have they got so many of our old players? Like, <laughs> what's gone on there? I almost wonder if there needs to be like a an investigation. <laughs> this is the real, <laughs> you know, this is the real disturbing part of our transfer policy recently. It's like, what's going on here? Forest have been a basket case for about yeah. fifteen years. Why? Yeah. Why have we picked up all their castoffs? This is where it's going wrong. It's the Forest connection. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I'm being a bit unfair with Sharp, who was on loan there, and Freeman yeah, who was on yeah, loan yeah. there from we're us. But... We were a while ago, weren't it? Yeah, Bob? yeah. But uh, but anyway. Um... Well, any are you just like completely expecting? Diff- you don't you don't see any positive. I'll be really surprised if we if I'll be unbelievably surprised if we get a win. Um, I suppose a draw's not beyond the realms of possibility. Mm. I just think we I just think we can lose to anyone. So why not Forest? <laughs> yeah, I, know. I watched uh, I watched a chunk of their game against QPR on um, on Friday night. They they weren't very impressive to be honest. They were a bit fortunate to to get that one, but. Obviously, the uh, the form, as I mentioned there, since Cooper took over, is, is pretty impressive. And they've beaten a lot of teams who have given us problems or who've just you know ended up maybe not giving us problems but still beating us somehow. Yeah. So they're that's a not a good decent time. run. I think they're, they're on, a, on a, I won't say a high, but they've got a little bit of momentum going. Obviously, they've got Amma by Fulham, but I think everyone's going to get Amma by Fulham eventually, to be honest. And uh, so... I, I just... Yeah, and we're going to go... Our reds must be so low at the moment. Like the, the, I mean... You think we're down? I can't imagine what the dressing room feels like after that one 0 defeat to, to Blackpool, coming off the back of a you know nearly throwing it away against Barnsley, and then the two defeats before that. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's a championship. You can obviously and anybody can beat anyone really. But I will be sat there maybe watching or whatever I'm going to be doing, not expecting much to be honest. Yeah, we, I think it would tell us quite a bit about the team if they uh, if they put in a good performance. I guess coming off the back of uh, that gut punch against Blackpool, yeah. Um, but yeah, we you know stop losing games. This is the thing I, I, I can completely see as creating chances. I can completely see as causing a few problems, and I can also absolutely see as conceding a couple of really bad goals and not taking our chances at the end because that's what we've done all season. <laughs> so indeed, indeed, I would have liked to have gone to this one though. All the same, I was yeah. like, uh, I was like Forest away, but. Um... Those pesky tickets. They didn't give us many, did they? they sold out yeah, Blackburn. I'm going to Blackburn on Saturday, and um, they they're not giving us any more allocation, which they said they might do. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm uh, I'm not able to get to Blackburn, annoyingly, mm. but um, well, not annoyingly because I know my wife listens to this, <laughs> and she, she's the reason that, <laughs> that yeah. I'm not going to Blackburn on Saturday. So don't worry, <laughs> everything's fine. Um, yeah, how many tickets have we got for Blackburn? Is it about 4,000, 4,200 or something like that? Ah, oh, they should have given us more, shouldn't they? Boo, I don't know. He did go on general sale, which I was surprised about. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
Um, and as you know, I, I imagine the form that we're in and stuff is probably putting Pete. I think if we were like top six or whatever, then we would have probably got an extra 2,000 tickets in a gone. But I do think yeah, there's maybe. a bit of a the, the crowd on Saturday. I mean, I'm part of it because I'm sat on the court, but it, it was just so quiet, weren't it? Second half. Yeah, I think from from about an hour onwards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's not been it's not been a great atmosphere. I think fans, I don't think I think home fans at most places. It's not a, a carnival atmosphere unless you've got something to cheer about, as we did in the Premier League or the promotion season, where the atmospheres were good. But there definitely seems that disconnect now, which we had with Wilder, where the connection and everyone were together, and that's a you know if you could bottle that every team we were buying it, it's just one of those sort of things. I'm not criticising anyone for that, but. It's going to take a while, I think, to, to sort of trust to trust these players again and, and maybe feel like... Because I think even if it had gone 1-0 up in that spell that we had in the second half, I think all of us had been thinking, well, when's the equaliser coming? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And uh, Yeah, I, I was sort of sat there like mentally thinking about how I'd feel if we equalised in the last sort of 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, obviously, I'm going to cheer and be really happy about that. Yeah. But, Part of me will also be like, yeah, you know, I still feel the same about this team. Like it yeah. hasn't, it hasn't changed anything for me. To be no, honest, if we had equalised, but yeah, I, I still would have liked it to happen. Obviously, yeah, and, uh, yeah. You can also take the positive. Like, but obviously, we came nowhere near did we in the last half an hour. So, but not as if like they were near misses. I mean, I suppose if you ended that. If we ended the Blackpool game as we started the second half, you could possibly go into this Forest game thinking. You know, just take carry that momentum on, but we'd lost momentum by the end of the game, so I don't see how we carry anything into the Forest game. But that's yeah, what just having it to sort it out. So yeah, and because of the state of the game, it's like right those fifteen minutes. That's when I need you to rally. Basically, that's yeah. when we have to go hard now. And uh, yeah, we just basically disappeared for the rest of the game. So yeah, bad bad times there. Um, last word, I guess. Last bit of news: Zach Brunt and Casper uh, Laporte go on loan to. Southend United, the yeah, other, they've got the other Fantastic for me, though. <laughs> they have got a forum. They have got say. a forum, yeah. It's yeah. a good forum, the Southend forum. It's quite busy, so uh, yeah, I'll be getting some reviews on them soon. I think they lost, didn't they, on the debuts? They did, yes, although that's not um, that's not unusual for Southend this season. No. I think they're in the relegation zone in the National League. What did you make of this as a... You know them them going out on loan at this. Stage I thought it was quite time. a low loan signing for him, but obviously league teams can't sign anyone. I think the fact it's only till January is, is brilliant for him because if they prove themselves at South End, you imagine a league club will come in in January and snap them up. So mm. I think it's good get them out, get them out playing football. Yeah, I think they'll probably move up a league regardless. To be honest, um, a league a league or two. I mean, I, I I think what's probably happened here is Jukanovic seriously wanted to look at Brunt and uh, and Laparta as like two players who were theoretically quite close to the first team squad yeah. and they've obviously been involved in in cup games as well but um we're doing so well <laughs> <laughs> well they're obviously not there yet is the thing like they're no, obviously no. still it's a... difficult i mean I, I heard someone um or i might have read it somewhere someone saying oh this our academy is rubbish we've only got njai come free it's, it's so difficult to get into a you know, so the first team of the club that you're in the academy of. So, mm. if any of these make a, a, a league appearance for us, they'll have done better than thousands of others. Yeah, I just think they, I mean they need football now, right? They I mean, do. Uh... We, we need to see. I mean, everyone's shouting for Laporte to come in on, on the on the back of two good performances in the League Cup, but he needs to play. It's you know he's not. I mean, there's only who Harry Maguire came straight in, didn't he, without a loan? But obviously he's going to play for England. It's unusual to. To bring the new team players straight into the team, unless they're exceptionally good, like Enjoy. Yeah, very much so. Um, so yeah, I, I, I imagine that the the idea was have a look at them basically in the early part of the season, but then uh, I guess we decide they're, they're just not quite there yet. In terms of, I mean, they might be, you know, you kind of might feel they're sort of good enough for a few appearances, but it's probably better for them not to be playing under twenty threes every week to go and actually yeah. play. Some proper senior football. I don't think Brunt's played any uh, any like senior football yet, has he? And not that, not that I know 20. of. No. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. So uh, yeah, go go to the National League for a couple of months. I, I do think in January we'll probably move them to a League One or League Two club. I imagine that's the the intention, given that they were so close to the first team, both of them during those cup games. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought it was a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of just raising it because I thought it was. It's quite unusual. You don't see that very often, really. And obviously, those two have been talked about as like, you know, get get them in the team. <laughs> you know, not even in the in the squad. Actually, 
get them starting for us. So yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. a, a notable bit of uh, what's the word squad management. I suppose. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, there's a couple of people who've gone out on loan that I know nothing about. Broadbent, you know, uh, oh, what's the the, the keeper? The Asamai, I probably pronounced that wrong. So apologies to him. But there's a couple of people I didn't know much about. Obviously, the, there has been a bit of hype about these two, so I'm probably a little bit more invested in seeing how they get on than uh, the other players out on loan. Mm. And yeah, I, uh, the other the other SUFC that they're playing for as well. So um, that always always used to annoy me on Twitter. If you ever search the SUFC hashtag, and you just end up with um, Scunthorpe and Southend fans tweeting about their team instead. Cold yeah, days. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might have even been like official SUFC on Twitter or something like that when we had crappy old SUFC tweets. Oh, our, yeah, we did. I remember that. I forgot about the old SUFC tweet. Sure. Never forget. Well, we know Mr. SUFC now, don't we? We should... Uh, did, did we ever raise it with him as to why... No. Uh, like, if the club have contacted him to, to buy it out? I'm not sure, but that, he, he could be sitting on a fortune, that guy, not knowing it. <laughs> he could be, yeah. He's a, he's a clever man. Anyway, uh, anything to plug before we wrap up, mate? I know you did a... Uh, have we talked about Football Italia? Oh, I, did, I don't know if you have, but yeah, that that's out. We should have another one out um, this week at some point. We're a l- little bit behind in um, scheduling. Um, so we, we, we're going to do... Well, we've already recorded Goodnight Sweetheart. <laughs> um, uh, we've got a new uh, feature, how, do, how Does It End? This is on the Mailly podcast, by the way. Not mm. on here. <laughs> we're not going to talk about Goodnight Sweetheart next week. But yeah, it was good. it's basically long-running shows where we sort of try and remember how it ended. So we've done uh, the Nicholas Linder's, Linder's classic, Goodnight Sweetheart. So that should be out um, Thursday, Friday, something like that. But Football Italia is uh, is also available to listen. From Football Italia to Goodnight Sweetheart. You should try and find a sort of tenuous link between them. You That's know, like a great a idea, a... That, yeah. Like Nicholas Linder's once went to an AC Milan game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, there you go. There's an idea to link future episodes. Anyway, I like that. I like that. Um, and then obviously, view from Blackpool. One of the best view froms of the season. I know a lot of people might have read it. When we lose, they don't read it because it's just under someone. I don't want to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> I understand why people don't want to read it. But actually, probably you know, certainly more balanced than maybe I've been today on this podcast. <laughs> oh really? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid I'm one of those Mardi people that hasn't gone and read it either because I've just sort of avoided the internet. I basically. did not fault you, but honestly, because I'm exactly the same. But honestly, if you you if told you, me into it. If you calm down, they they actually go. They think we're going to be up there at the end of the season. They very very complimentary about our fans as well. Not in terms of the noise, but the the meeting. You know, they've met a few fans before who helped them out, and it's really nice uh, view from. And like I say, it's arguably more balanced than maybe even this podcast because I think I'm still emotional, as people who've listened to this probably can tell about mm. the defeat on Saturday and and losing every week. So <laughs> maybe read that for a bit more, uh, yeah, maybe a bit more balance. But, and then I'll have the Forest one, the the pre-match Forest, probably tonight, if not tonight, early tomorrow. Great stuff. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll fix up a time to, to talk post Forest, mate. And uh, yeah. look ahead to Blackburn as well. But yeah, so we're going to pick me up tomorrow night uh, at the city ground. I'll be, I'll be watching, of course. Uh, I don't know, if any, if anyone's nested, don't fancy going anymore. Wants to sell me their ticket, then uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, well, I'm go. working, but I'll be home pretty much for kickoff. So if anyone's got any um, lakes streams, it's on, <laughs> uh, it's on Red Button, man. I ain't got Sky anymore. I threw Sky in the bin. We'll continue this discussion offline. <laughs> Oh, I, I <laughs> that yeah, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but yeah, um, and I will be watching. I will be watching, and uh, hopefully, course, I'll be on here Wednesday saying what an idiot I am. Never doubt yeah. on us. <laughs> that's always good. Always a good way to start the next podcast. What idiots we are! Let's yeah. hope the Blades Lakers look like idiots and make Forest look like idiots tomorrow night. Let's go, United! I feel like yeah, I feel we'll feel much better if. Uh, <laughs> if we if we just play well, I think rather than just uh, if we look absolutely shot after that game, after the Blackpool game, then I, yeah. I'm going to be slightly concerned. Yeah, well, obviously the Blackburn game is on Saturday, and then it's an international break. So I think mm. it's a big two games this actually, because I think you're going to be going into the international break either thinking still with the shout, the playoffs. You know, we could even be like in the playoffs uh, technically, <laughs> or we could be saying 
Ooh, now we're yeah, <laughs> probably going to be under a little bit of pressure. <laughs> this is a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a real test, a real, real test. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, two big games starting for us tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, thank you as always, mate, for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Big thanks again to Andrew. Big thanks, of course, to your good selves out there for listening to Blaze Pod. That is it for this episode. I just have time left to tell you about a special offer for Blaze Pod listeners from NordVPN, who I use to stay safe online. NordVPN encrypts my traffic on web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites, apps, or public Wi-Fi networks when I'm working on the move or just out and about, or even working from home for that matter. Uh, NordVPN also makes it really easy to switch my virtual location. It takes just one click and it is very useful. It allows me to access streaming platforms, for example, that are not available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, like Hulu, like HBO. You probably know what's out there that's not available in the UK and uh, NordVPN lets you access it very quickly indeed. NordVPN is also fast and secure costs just the price of one cup of coffee every month. You get premium cybersecurity and you don't sacrifice any speed in order to get it. And as I mentioned at the start of this, they have a special Cyber Month deal for BladesPod listeners. All you have to do is go to nordvpn.com slash bladespod. So that is n-o-r-d-v-p-n.com slash bladespod. Or use the code BladesPod when you sign up. You'll get 73% off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift as well. So that is nordvpn.com slash BladesPod. Or use the code BladesPod when you sign up. That's it for this episode. Hope everybody's doing well. Thanks as always for downloading and listening. And we'll be back after the Forest game. Hopefully we'll be in a better mood. <laughs> Apologies for that. Thanks again. See you next time. <laughs>